0: Hey, what's going on guys? Welcome back to the Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast radio show coming to you on this Thursday, December the 24th, 2020. Hopefully it finds you staying safe and staying sweaty all at the same time. If you guys celebrate Christmas, I hope you have an amazing Christmas Eve. If you're listening to this on Christmas Eve, that's crazy, but uh, respect to you guys. Maybe you're trying to ditch the family and get a a walk-in or you're doing your workout or you're on your way to see them and you just wanted some crazy fitness dude to ramble on in your ear before you did that so respect hope you guys all have an amazing holiday if you're listening to this around the holidays hopefully you're getting to, to spend it with friends and family and uh, if not you know hopefully you can digitally connect with them somehow text or call or whatever it may be obviously this year has been less than ideal so I feel you guys there and uh, originally I was I was going to have Heather on the podcast today but uh, she's going to come on Saturday, I believe. And so we'll ramble on together. But I wanted to get you guys this out quickly. Uh, just a nice little reminder, refresher. And I had a little bit of time, even though uh, I got interrupted earlier by the mail lady, which is crazy. Uh, about 20 minutes in, she cut me off. So here I am back with you guys. But before I kick into. Uh, Today's episode, just a reminder, this podcast is brought to you by my homies over at Athletic Greens. Again, you guys know it's the one supplement I take every single day. If you take a multivitamin and like a probiotic, you could throw them in the trash. You could take this. It would cover all the gaps in your nutrition. uh, In terms of micronutrients, nothing can mess with it. It is the best tasting by far. Uh, That's not even debatable. If you guys want to try Athletic Greens, I can hook you up with one year free supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first order. So you guys can order it for a month, get your vitamin D3 and five free travel packs. That literally is like paying for nothing, honestly. Like you're going to get the greens, but you're getting all this other stuff too, which is way over the value of just what the greens are. So I think it's a smoking deal. But if you're really on the fence, you're not sure, like, well, Jeremy, I've heard you talk about it, but I'm not sure. I will have Monica send you a pack right to your front door. So if you DM me or you email me, we will get to it. And I'll have Monica literally Grab one of the packets that's sitting right here in this podcast studio slash office and we will mail it right to your front door. Then you can hook up with me and get the year supply of vitamin D for free and the five free travel packs. The link is always athleticgreens.com slash Jeremy Scott, but hit me up. I always get back to you guys. It might take me a little bit of time, a day or two, but I'll always hit you back. And the podcast is also brought to you by my homies at Beam CBD. You guys know me. Uh, it's a CBD product to take every single night to go to sleep. It is THC-free, so you will pass any drug test you take. It will not make you feel hungover. It will not make you high. You got to go, you know, roll a J with your homie down the street if you want to get, you know, smoked out. But if you want a quality CBD product that is legit and real, that will help you sleep amazing, this is for you. Uh, the Dream product is one I've been taking recently. That one has the nano CBD in it, uh, 20 milligrams, I believe, as well as melatonin. Uh, I found that my latency has improved dramatically, meaning I don't wake up very often, maybe just to pee. That's about it. And uh, even in 2020, in the dumpster fire it's been, I found I've gotten great, amazing sleep, and I feel awesome. So if you guys want to try, I can always hook you up with 20% off on the BEAM site, just the code Scott at checkout. I can send you guys the link, or I've harassed them enough to where now, if you want to try the dream product I've been mentioning here, I can send you a link where you get three free nights for free. We'll mail it right to your front door. You can try the three free nights. Then you can make the decision there, and I can get you guys a discount code that's always good forever. So my gift to you guys. Our purpose here is to try to share things, obviously, that I use personally, but we can also get you a smoking discount on too. So if I can save you guys money and make you a little bit healthier make your life easier, that is kind of the goal of the people we partner with. So happy to do it. Uh, Other than that, just uh, on the horizon for us, going to enjoy, you know, Christmas Eve today and Christmas, probably watch Die Hard later, which is a dope Christmas movie. My second favorite next to Home Alone, I got to, you know, uh, Home Alone always have a little place in my heart, but Die Hard is is right, right there. But our 47 day transformation is kicking off here in 16 days. I'll talk about it more in detail as we kind of move closer to 2021. But uh, the site, 470transformation.com, obviously, it's our flagship program. We will do a podcast discount for anybody who's interested. But if you're looking to really get a, an education in nutrition and have a fitness program that's laid out free that makes sense, that digs into a lot of personal development stuff, I think we all can use, uh, you know, next year, you know, probably more so than ever, uh, this is the program for you. It's the one thing online I'm the most proud of. I think we're in like, I don't know, 70 countries at this point, something crazy. And uh, we really tackle all the pillars of fitness, the physical, mental, the spiritual, and emotional. So if you guys are interested, hit me up. Um, but the site, 470 transformationcom is live, and it's also in my Instagram bio right now as well. So with that, being Christmas time, I did uh, see this quote the other day. I don't know where I found this. I might throw it on my Instagram later. But uh it's just a quote real basic. It goes I think as you grow older your Christmas list gets shorter because the things you want can't be bought. Quote unquote, I think as you grow older your Christmas lists gets shorter because the things you want can't be bought. I thought that was catchy, and I might actually share that on Instagram later, even though I know um people probably crush me because it's the internet, and if we found anything, is you can't win the internet, even if you just share basic fun, positive things. But uh, I wanted to throw it out there because it's true. Um, if I think of my life and, and all the things that that matter most to me, and the things that I would put on a legit like you know wish list, uh, material possessions would not be part of it. Now, obviously, if you're you know homeless or something, that obviously you know a home or you know shelter would probably be on there. But I have those things, and those are not the things that mean the most to me. Uh, you know, I'm thankful and I'm very blessed to to have a a home and a car and have money in the bank and invested and all these things. But those are the things that matter. It's to me, it's a number one is health for sure. Uh, without my health, obviously, I don't have anything. It, nothing else matters when you're sick and uh, your body is broken and and run down. So I'm very grateful for that. Next, you know, your friends and your family, and then obviously the shared experiences with them. Those are the things that mean the most to me. If you got a Mercedes on your list, respect, no judgment here. It just doesn't make the top five, you know, or 10 things that I want in my life. So I thought that was a, a nice little takeaway. And I think if you guys really strip down the things that you love and enjoy the most, uh, material things really wouldn't, uh, wouldn't be towards the top of your list. Uh, so I do have a note today from my homie Pat Rigsby, uh, just a few thoughts kind of on success as we head into 2021 and, uh, you know, I might've got to blow smoke up your ass. 2020 has not been, a a walk on the beach in Ibiza for, uh, any of us. And I wouldn't say for most of it's, it's been the most enjoyable year, but we don't have a lot of reference though, either, you know. I can only tell you the shit that I've been through in my 30-some years on Earth. But as humans, we live a short life. We don't live, you know, 5,000 years. So I haven't seen what happened, you know, 400 years ago. And obviously, we have it pretty good. You know, this year has been a struggle, for sure, mentally, uh, physically for people, too. I think you've seen how much lack of common sense there is out there and uh, how much how many dipshits are, uh, quote unquote, in charge of things. I'll just, I'll leave it at that. But we don't have a reference, right? Like, yeah, this year sucks and it's been painful and stressful and weird. And it's just hard to get excited and and feel, you know, confident in certain things with the uncertainty and just the weird shit and how people are just acting, I think, you know, affects a lot of us. So that's why I'm a huge fan of like, don't watch the news. And then people crush me for saying, well, Jeremy, you're not informed. Then I'm like, I'm not saying if you live in a place where it's going to snow, you know, don't go check the weather. But dude, I live in Arizona. It's sunny every day. Like I don't need to, to look at the weather and I'm as informed as I need to be on things. But I don't believe the news is a great indicator of what's really going on in the world. If I was to believe that, I would think everything is burning down. Everybody is dying and our best days are certainly behind us and nothing good will ever happen again. That's not a world I want to live in, and that's not what I choose to believe in. That's not what happens in my day to day life. So, why am I going to watch some horse shit they're feeding you that relies on clicks and advertising money to pay the bills? Like, I'm not a fan. So, the point before I start rambling on about how terrible the news is, is that we don't have like a reference point. And that's why I always use uh, The Revenant, like Leonardo DiCaprio in the movie. And I know it's just a movie, but, or if you want to watch, is the one, what's the one with Christian Bale? Is it Hostiles? Or hostile, like, where he is back, like, way back in the day, like, where he is, I believe he's in the military, and then, is it the Apaches, I think, they run into, like, just how sad and depressing and, like, savage that era was, or if you're talking about, like, The Revenant, all of you have seen it, like, he's fighting a fucking bear, uh, his son gets murdered, like, he's just, like, you know, going off a cliff, he's cutting a horse open to sleep in it. And again, it's a movie. It's, it's, it's dramatic, I'm sure. But I'm pretty sure a lot of that shit really happened. And there's probably a lot of worse stuff that happened too. And like, we don't deal with that. We've gotten, we're obviously softer, you know, in our era. And there's no way we can't be. Like, you're not out in the woods fighting a bear. Like, you're not fighting animals, like, to survive. You're not, you know, fending off like a wolf pack when it's, you know, 20 degrees below zero in two feet of snow, like you're in your house on your iPhone, scrolling social, watching Netflix, like, it sucks. I get it. But, you know, we don't have reference to like how shitty it really could be and how bad it could be. And I'm not trying to downplay anything. Um, And again, if you feel weird this year, and you feel off and you feel awkward, and you feel stressed, that's normal. It really is. But just know um, you can see things in a positive light if you really try to. And again, I'm not going to sit here and be like, well, I learned all these lessons in 2020 and nothing. Sh-. No, there's a lot of shit, dude. I took a lot of kicks in the nuts and some of them are still coming and it's not a lot of fun. But when I really step back from it, I try to see things, you know, glass half full if uh, if at all possible but you have to do the work in order to do that you know i i get the affirmation example all the time like growing up you know uh my old man would always say you can wish in one hand and you can shit in the other see which one fills up faster and well let me tell you uh the wish one doesn't fill up real quick and the point of saying that is you know as a kid you would sit in your house and you'd be like Just wishing, like, there's no snow, there's no snow, there's no snow. And you can say that, and you can say it's 85 degrees and sunny, but when you open the door and the wind chill is negative 10 and there's six feet of snow and you got to shovel the driveway, like, you just got to do the work in order to get where you want to go. And that's what I mean, like, with your mentality, too. Like, we can wish for things or we can work for things. And you can sit in a negative mindset or you can change it and try to be in a positive mindset. And you can make the worst of every situation or you can try to make the best of every situation. And that's on you. Regardless of of situation and circumstance, and I'm not saying anybody's problems aren't real, and you sure as hell can't control what happens to you, but how you react to it, you can. And you can pivot and you can move. And it doesn't mean you're gonna feel great. It doesn't mean it's gonna be perfect. But you can make the fucking best of it. And you see winners and losers every single day in terms of that. I don't mean like making money and not making money and like keeping a job and losing a job. I mean, when I say winners and losers, I mean the people who switch the way that they think about things. And can be resourceful. They can just get up off their ass and just move forward any way they possibly can. Those are the people I'm talking about. So, I didn't want to get lost there, but I just, it was on my mind, so I had to shirt. Uh, before I kick into these uh, real quick, I want to note one thing, and I've talked about this before, and I don't want to like repeat myself, but I was having a conversation today here with my boy Dave DiLorenzo, and D'Lo will be on the podcast on January 8th. One of the most interesting dudes I personally know, super funky, he's out there, but we share a lot of the same, uh, same thoughts about life. What I've noticed here over the years is that I tend to attract people who are similar to me in some ways, very different in others, but very similar in in mindset. Even if we have uh, different ideologies for certain things, generally we want to be healthier and happier and, and make the world a better place. And, you know, some people here do it differently than I do it, but we all have the same mission and the same goals. And that's what I love about meeting different humans. And him and I were talking today just about the climate of people in the world and um, I do believe we're moving in a positive direction I do think I do think that things are moving quickly towards that Uh, whether you're, you know, talking about uh, the pandemic and things like that like we've had I believe 10 people here already uh, got the vaccine. Uh, which is crazy fast already. Uh, we have some people who work at Mayo, some people at Banner, uh, some pharmacists, some nurses, uh, some doctors, some in the ER. And so uh, it's nice to kind of hear how what they think about things and, and how they see things progressing and moving. And obviously, none of us have a crystal ball. And we don't know. But from what I've heard here in Arizona, they're doing things very progressively and very quick and seems to be, you know, quote unquote organized, at least on that front, which gives me um, optimism for uh you know january february march april may june and all those things moving forward (laughs) which brings me to this that's why i said if you guys are spending time with friends and family respect i'm nobody to judge anything whatever your level of safety and comfort is and what you think you need to do for your mental health and physical health you guys do that i'm not a fan of the of the government telling people what to do i'm a fan of people uh taking responsibility for their own lives and their own health um And they need to do what's best for them. And obviously don't be an asshole and keep, you know, your neighbors in mind when you do things. But you got to put your mask on first. And that's what I'm going to talk about when we're the conversations him and I were having today. When people will say things like, oh, I wish, you know, so-and-so would take it serious or so-and-so is taking it super serious. My issue with that is people will say it, but they'll say it in a vertical vector in a very narrow lane. And here's the example I'll give. And what I've heard this multiple times, well, you know, my, my brother is taking it super serious, or, you know, my family is taking it super serious. I'm like, they're taking what super serious? Well, you know, the, the the pandemic, they're taking it super serious. They, they, you know, wear a mask 24 seven, they never leave the house. Um, When they do, you know, they're 20 feet away from everybody. And they're, using hand sanitizer 14 times a day, and that's fine. I think those mitigation tactics are great. I think wear a mask when you're supposed to. Don't go to you know crazy large crowds. Wash your hands. All awesome advice. But there's a huge piece we're missing if we're talking about taking your health serious. Eating right. Drinking water exercising proper micronutrient supplementation avoiding excess drinking processed foods too much sugar not smoking make sure you're getting quality sleep that's what taking it serious really fucking means all the other stuff i mentioned great but my brother's taking it super serious My parents are taking it super serious. They're wearing a mask. They're not seeing anybody. But if those people are still eating shit and are not exercising and are drinking alcohol too much and are not getting quality sleep and aren't supplementing the things that their diet is missing, I don't know how serious they're taking it. Does that make sense what I'm saying? I'm not trying to downplay these things. So don't message me and say, well, Jeremy said, no, no. I'm saying do the things that they've mentioned, the popular things, wear a mask, wash your hands, socially distance, all great shit. But if you're just doing that and you haven't changed your eating habits, your drinking habits, you're not exercising, you're still hundred pounds overweight and you're still drinking, you're not taking it fucking serious. You're not, you're bullshitting it. You're putting lipstick on a pig, dude. You're literally putting a bandaid on a fucking gunshot wound. It doesn't make any sense because you're not taking it serious for diabetes for hypertension, for terrible cholesterol, for high blood pressure, for getting heart disease, for getting all these other things that are going to come your way regardless. So I'm all for the popular kind of buzzword terms we've learned this year. That's great. But you're not taking it serious if you're not doing everything else. If you're not taking vitamin D every day, if you're not getting enough zinc, If you're not getting enough C, if you're not getting in the micronutrients you need, if you're not getting seven to eight to nine restful hours of sleep a night, I don't know, dude, if you're not exercising, if you're not walking at least 30 minutes a day, how serious are we really taking our health? And that's what it comes down to. Like we're talking about our health, right? Like that we don't want to get sick. We don't want to die. We don't want to overwhelm hospitals, all these things. Well, how do we really do that by taking it serious? We do that by making our body taking personal responsibility for what we eat, what we drink, how we sleep, how we exercise, how we live, and then do all the other things on top of it. Boom, dude. Now you're crushing it. That's what I mean. And him and I were having the conversation today in a much more probably gangster fashion than I'm doing it here. I'm trying to give you guys the calm down version because I don't want to get so worked up on Christmas Eve. Sorry if I'm getting you guys riled up. But that's that's the thing that's kind of baffled me throughout this. Well, here's somebody saying, well, someone so's, you know, not taking it serious. I'm like, well, if someone asked me, Jeremy, are you taking it serious? Yeah, dude. I run a business where we're in the, the we're in the uh, profession of, of helping people be the healthiest, happiest version of themselves. So I got more hand sanitizer here than I'm gonna need for the rest of my life. Like everybody wears a mask all the time. We've, had the garage door open here we have all our doors open here by the way 39 degrees at 5 a.m not super fun i got construction lights outside as we schlep all this equipment outside all day so we space people out airflow sanitizer masks all those things i go but if the people here aren't aren't exercising if they're not eating right i don't think they're taking it serious and that's that's just the conversation i want people to start having with their parents and with their friends and family if they find themselves in this weird kind of space Like, if you want them to be healthy, make sure, yes, we can talk about the the buzzwords of 2020, but also the underlying issue of that. That's what really taking it serious is. And I really think we've gotten lost in that conversation. And that's why I keep bringing it up. Um, and hopefully I can move past it and we can start talking about real stuff. But I just got in a rant. Sorry, you guys. Um, but it was it's important to me and him and I were sharing it today. And I thought if somebody asked me, Jeremy, are you taking it serious? I'm like, yeah, I've been taking it serious for 15 years. I've been eating right for 15 plus years. I've been taking proper supplements for 15 plus years. I've been getting quality sleep for over a decade. I've been exercising my entire life. I understand how important it is for my immune system and for my gut health and my brain function to be running at a high level so I can be the healthiest, happiest version of myself. I can do these other little things you mentioned too, but I think these are the bigger things that have missed the boat here. Hence, you find the problem that what we're sitting in in America with so many people being unhealthy with the terms of how they eat and how they drink and the amount of stress they're taking on. And this obviously has not helped that. So hopefully if you found yourself in this boat or you're listening to me and you haven't done it yet now is the time you can do it and that's what taking it serious would be it's as a collective and not just speaking in one vertical vector but looking at it as a broader landscape of how you can really you know bulletproof yourself in your life so and rant uh so we'll dig into these real quick um all stuff you know just a few thoughts um as we head into uh to 2021 here and uh Heather and I will touch on uh, some other things here as well, but I wanted to share these because I thought they were helpful. I typically, you know, equate them to business, but you know, for me, my business is me. Uh, whether I like it or not, my name's on all the stuff, and I figure if I just make myself, you know, the best version of me, I can help myself. I can be a good person, and if I do it, and I, I don't be too harsh with my advice, and I'm not too much of an asshole, um, everybody's gonna win. So. The first one uh, that came out was 9 out of 10 times your biggest limiting factor is your own mind. If you do not believe it can happen, it won't happen. I think this is for almost everything. Now, obviously, there's some unrealistic stuff we can think if you believe you're going to play you know, quarterback for the Minnesota Vikings. Um, I don't know if just believing it will make it happen. We already talked about the affirmation stuff. Um, you got to do the work for sure. You have to have a little bit of talent. But I can promise you, if you do not believe it, it's not going to play out for sure. And uh, a lot of us have limiting beliefs in our lives about why we can't do certain things. You can't lose the weight. You can't finish the marathon. You can't switch careers. You can't get into medical school. You can't, you know, become a better partner. Whatever it is. And most of those are complete horseshit. They're some terrible story that somebody told you 5, 10, or 15 years ago that you were too stupid or too dumb or too lazy and you just believed it. That's not true. Nobody's naturally born with those dumb ideas in their brain. We learn them uh, from our parents, uh, you know, showing certain things or saying certain things or your teachers or your friends or some uh, traumatic experience you held on to and you you made it part of who you are. And it doesn't have to be that way. Um, I believe self-belief is one of the most powerful tools you can have in your entire life. And a really small one I could give you is this. Um, I use the financial stuff because it's just easy to to explain. So we're all, you know, you need money in in the real world, whether you like it or not, it's just part of life. And I came from a very, you know, fiscally responsible background. My dad is like the, you know, very harsh uh, Clint Eastwood, Gran Torino version of Dave Ramsey, if you will, even though my dad never listened to Dave Ramsey. A lot of the same principles, for sure. Not all the same, but similar we're always taught you know don't use a credit card um if you don't have the money for something you you can't buy it if you want something you save for it then you purchase it and uh, obviously the world uh commercially doesn't sell you that they sell you credit cards they sell you 30 year mortgages they sell you now i think like seven um seven year car payments like something crazy i don't even know what it is I, we did a podcast on why i think car loans are stupid but uh, it's something nuts, like where they're rolling these loans. And, anyways, like I didn't grow up in that household. So it was like, if you want a car, buy a used car, pay cash. You know, if you're going to use a credit card, and it, if it was to establish credit or something, my dad would say, use it for gas only and, and pay the bill right away. You never pay a cent to interest. They're, these guys are charging you 27% for a credit card. It's like the fucking mafia. And I came from this background of not really knowing you, you can make a lot of money if you work really hard and you help a lot of people. And so I never thought I would be in the position I'm in today. And so I remember uh, as I would try to like fiscally, you know, save money on certain things, I would not indulge in certain what I would consider luxuries. And that was like buying a, a $5 coffee. You know, I didn't drink coffee a lot uh, in my life as a kid until my wife got me addicted to the fancier coffees. And so I blame her for my uh, my downfall here as you can see me drinking one on youtube if you're watching on YouTube welcome guys but I would say well if I don't buy this five dollar cup of coffee every day for 30 days it's 150 bucks I can invest that into my you know retirement account or I can save that for a down payment on a piece of real estate or you know things like that I would do and I never thought to myself well I can do that and I still do things like that I like to it's little wins for me I never. Um, I don't look for the home run. I'm just trying to get on base, you know. I'm, uh, I'm not going to be Barry Bonds. I'm kind of like uh, I'm Ted Williams. I'm going to bat 400. And uh, if I could be Barry Bonds, cool, but I'm not. I'm, uh, I'm a Ted Williams guy. Just try to, it's little things that have added up for me over time, and it's the compound effect those little things that have got me to where I'm at. It would be super cool if I had a genius idea and I could hit home runs, but it doesn't seem to be the thing for me. It's just a little wins. And so I still do these little things to to save money and build wealth and all that. But I was living in this mindset of like, man, you know, I can't afford to do the, the $5 cups of coffee every day. And then I got to a place where I'm like, well, what if I just helped more people? What if I helped enough people and I made enough money that 5 bucks a day wouldn't mean shit to me? And I could actually enjoy this amazing And I'm not talking about like Starbucks here. I'm talking about like legit, like I love Echo Coffee here. I like Maverick Coffee. Press does a good job. Like uh, Cartel. There's a lot of little like legit coffee places. And if you're a coffee person, you know what I'm talking about. If you're not, uh, think about the craft beer you drink or the wines you like, whatever it is. Because, A, I don't drink. I don't waste money on booze. I don't drive a fancy car. I don't wear fancy clothes. My house is paid off. So I don't really have any indulgences. And if this is my thing, why can't I just make enough money or the five bucks doesn't matter. But for a long time, I had this limiting self-belief of, well, I'm never going to make, you know, $50,000 a year. I'm never going to make $100,000 a year. I'm never going to make $200,000 a year. And I would kind of live in that mindset. And then one day, I was just like, fuck it, dude. Just help more people and be more awesome so you can buy the coffee you want. Enjoy your life, which I find it helps me be more productive. And I just like it. And so that's a really simplistic, base example. But we do that to ourselves. There was nothing holding me back from doing that. Like, I don't have to cut corners in order to, you know, pay off my debts and acquire wealth. I just had to be more successful financially in one vector to be able to do this. And we all do this with certain things. It's the reason people believe they can't lose weight. Well, yeah, you can. Why can't you? You can't, get a, you can't walk 30 minutes more a day. You can't make one better eating choice. You can't get to sleep a little bit earlier. You can't give up drinking one or two days a week. We all can do these things. But if you don't believe it will happen, I can promise you it never will. If you don't believe you'll ever be a millionaire, you never will be. If you don't believe you're ever going to travel the world, you never will. You have to put the belief system into play, and then you have to lay out a game plan of how you want to get there. But if you don't believe it, you'll be sitting where you're at, forever. Number two, determine what you enjoy doing and what you enjoy doing the best and then outsource everything else in your life if possible. Now I can't speak for you guys. If you want to talk about business here, I outsource everything I don't enjoy and I'm not great at. Because I know if I help enough people doing what I do, I'll make enough money to pay for the other things. If I want to talk about my house, I outsource all the stuff that I don't really enjoy doing and that I can find people to do it better for cheaper than I could do my own craft. And what I mean is I can help people here and make X amount of dollars to pay for things that I don't enjoy doing at home and in the business. Like I clean stuff here at the gym for sure every day, but we have a professional cleaning crew that comes in and really puts in the work. And they're way better than me. Same thing for my house. We have a professional cleaner come and clean our house. I don't like to scrub toilets. I'm not good at it. It's going to cause me to be pissed off. It's going to cause an argument with my wife. I tell her all the time, one of the best things we ever did for our marriage is hire a cleaning person. So then we don't got to bitch each other. And we don't got to whine and complain. My wife would fight me on it for years. Oh, I can clean. It'll be fine. But then she'd be pissed off cleaning, which puts me in a bad mood. Makes me feel uncomfortable. So why do that? So we got a cleaning person. Greatest decision ever. We don't enjoy doing it. We're not the best at it, so we outsourced it to somebody. We also have a pool person. I could clean the pool, but I don't know what the hell I'm doing, and I don't really like it, and it's not very expensive to have it maintained, and they're going to fix anything that goes wrong. I don't enjoy doing it. I'm not the best at it. We outsourced it. We do that for the harder landscaping stuff too at our house. I just find that if I can spend the time doing things I love, which for me is like doing the podcast for you guys, writing, coaching our clients, developing different training programs to work with people all over the world connecting with humans who have a like-minded like myself finding new opportunities for business and for growth and to bring on the podcast like those are things I enjoy you know going to you know the shooting range and firing off a couple hundred rounds like I enjoy that stuff walking my dog like little basic things where if I'm cleaning all the time and dealing with like the landscaping and dealing with the pool because it's causing me a problem like that's going to cause the quality of my life to go down drastically. So find what you're the best at, find what you enjoy doing, do more of that, and then outsource the rest of the stuff as possible, whether it be for you to be more productive at work, or just to enjoy your life and have some free time. I think it's the best money you can ever spend. Number three, if you want your problem solved, start looking for solutions. Don't just dwell on the problems. A lot of people are guilty of this. And uh, it's a a zero-win game, no matter how you slice it. If you want to solve problems, don't sit and bitch and whine and complain. Think of a solution. Think of a workaround. Think of a pivot. You can't just sit and complain all day every day. Like my old man used to say, you can wish in one hand, you can shit in the other, see which one fills up faster. And the takeaway was you just had to do the work. Sometimes that's just all it is. You just got to put your head down and you got to grind and you got to look for a solution to what is going on. And the sooner you can do that and come to a decision, the sooner you'll be on the right track. But you can't just sit and complain and whine. That doesn't do anybody any good. Next one, successful people implement stuff in a hurry. Procrastination is not acceptable. The faster your speed of implementation, the bigger your bank account the better your quality of life, the faster you reach your goals. You can insert this all the way down the line. Successful people do things quickly. I, that doesn't mean the results come quickly. I mean they don't procrastinate starting. Now, if you want to be ripped like Rambo and you're 100 pounds overweight, it's not going to happen in two weeks. But what I can promise you is procrastinating is not going to get you through any quicker. The faster the speed of you doing that, the faster the weight comes off. Successful people do stuff in a hurry. If you want to change your eating habits, procrastinating till January 1st won't do you shit. Other than just have you punt basically two weeks. But if you can start today, you can implement today. You'll be there that much quicker and that much sooner. So if you're a procrastinator and you've been waiting to do something, I'm not saying you have to, you know, start eating perfect today on Christmas Eve. What I'm saying is put the first domino up. To get the ball rolling, dude. Because the faster you can implement any change you want to make in your life, the faster you're going to reach your goals. It still might take you a year or two years or five years. That's fine. But every day you waste is going to push you back at least a day, if not a week or a month or a year. Next one. Successful people are always growing. Success is never stagnant. I believe this. If you're not growing, you're dying. I look at success in any area of life as an uphill road and if you just coast you'll always go backwards and that doesn't mean you have to make these you know monumental drastic changes every single day it might be if you think of it as a marathon it might be you crawling forward six inches or crawling forward a foot or two three to three feet excuse me three feet but it'll get you closer to the goal and that's all it is but you always have to be striving for a little bit more you can't just sit there and be stagnant Success doesn't work that way. At least it doesn't in my opinion. Next one on the list, think big. The most successful people I've ever met, whether it be in fitness or medicine or business or any area of life they want to be awesome in, these people think differently than the rest of the crowd. They all think a lot bigger. They think about doing big things, not just ordinary things. They set crazy big goals. They take big action because big achievements, my friends, do not begin with little dreams. And I've said a lot of crazy shit uh, to my wife. And maybe not crazy enough because basically all of it's come true. Maybe not the exact way I thought it would come true. Maybe not in the exact time frame or timeline. Some much quicker, some much slower. But I say a lot of stuff. And I know um, family members have heard me talk over the years. Both my family and her family, and friends of mine, and they look at me like I'm fucking crazy. And admittedly, I guess I am a little bit, but all these things have come true. And all I've done is just put my head down and I've worked and I haven't checked the scoreboard 80 times, just put my head down and I've done the work just because I've enjoyed the process for the most part. But I've said ridiculous big things and I've set, you know, some pretty ridiculous big goals, but I knew that none of these things are going to happen if I had little baby dreams. And maybe I'm still self-limiting myself. I don't know. I try not to live in a box of fear, and I try not to pigeonhole myself. But I'm also not sitting here, you know, saying a bunch of crazy stuff, like I'm going to, you know, be the next billionaire. And I don't have ambitions of that. I just want to help a bunch of people. And along the way, I do want to help. I do have some drastic, bigger things that are going to come from that. But I've achieved them all so far, and... If you want to do, you know, ridiculous stuff, like having an amazing, epic, kind of insane, really fulfilling life, you're going to have to think a little bit differently than probably some of your friends and family. That's not a knock on them whatsoever, but you can't think like an ordinary person if you want to live an extraordinary life. Next one, stay one step ahead. The entrepreneurs who are growing businesses to the highest levels are relentless in their quest to improve. And I believe the people who are progressing in their personal lives are relentless in their quest for improvement, whether that be self development, or that be their physical body, or that be their nutrition, or again, like I said, their business or their education, the people who really reach the highest levels or make the biggest improvements, I guess, are the ones where there's zero complacency. They're always improving. They're always looking for an edge. They're always trying to be a little bit better because for them, staying the same is not even a consideration. They're not willing to just you know, take a punch in the face and lay there. They're going to get back up before the 10 count because they don't want to be knocked out. They still want to be in the game. They still want to be taking punches. They want to be able to fight back. And I think that of this year, more than anything else, you have to... Obviously, nobody saw this shit coming, for sure. But it's the ones of us who weren't going to take an L, who weren't going to take a whole year or two years off of making progress that are still in the ring fighting today, and they're still trying to move forward. And I know everybody's been dealt a different card. And do do I want this year to have played out the way it played out? Fuck no, I don't. Like, I didn't picture myself waking up, at four o'clock in the morning, doing park workouts in Scottsdale with our clients at five in the morning. It's still dark out. It's hot as balls. I'm sweating my ass off. And I'm doing these terrible bodyweight workouts with these guys, because I just want to deliver them something, something because the gyms quote unquote, are too dangerous to be in. And I would do that. What we do that three days a week Were you we doing that and then still deliver all the online content. I don't want to do that. And then when I got the genius idea of, well, the gym can't be open, but maybe I can drag every piece of equipment we have here out into the back alley and do all the workouts outside. Well, at least that still provides some value. That, my friends, is not something that I wanted to do, but I'm like, if it can help these guys be more active, it can help these guys build a sense of connection if it can help them have some sense of normalcy some sense of community if we can all do it together and see each other maybe we won't feel so fucking awful and weird and stressed and anxious because I didn't want to be complacent and I wasn't going to take a L I was doing my best to kind of stay ahead of the shit and just staying you know the way things were wasn't going to work for me and whether that's really staying a step ahead or not, I don't know. But I didn't see this coming, so I had to kind of, you know, pivot and shift and flow the best that I could. And I think you guys are going to have to do the same heading into 2021, especially if you want things to keep moving. I told this to Heather multiple times. I'm like, I'm not taking an L this year. I'm not taking a loss. I know I was closed for 110 days or whatever it was, and a lot of things have been stripped away. I'm like, I'm not going to take, take a zero for the whole year. I've lost enough shit already. And so I'm like, I'm going to figure it the fuck out no matter what I need to do. And you guys are the same way. And is is it easy? No. Is it fun? No. Is it painful? Yes. Do you want to do way more work for way less money? No. Nobody does. But sometimes if that's the boat you're in and that's what you have to do to weather the storm, that's what you got to do. Next one on the list. High achievers aren't smarter or more talented. They just do the things that everyone else dreams about doing. I'm going to repeat that in a second. High achievers aren't smarter or more talented. They just do the things that everyone else dreams about doing. Or the way that I look at it, maybe a little bit differently than my man Pat here, I do believe high achievers aren't necessarily always smarter and more talented. Sometimes they are, for sure. Uh, Randy Moss is Randy Moss. He hasn't got a stretch, and he would just show up for the game. Uh, and he'd run a 4-2 and burn out everybody else. That's talent. He's more talented than everybody else. I'm not saying he don't work, but that's talent. Talent is a real thing. I'm not going to downplay that. And yeah, there are people who are way smarter than me for sure. And there's people who are way more talented than me. And some of them are both at the same time. And they're not doing what I'm doing. And they're not helping the people I'm helping. And I don't look at it as like I was doing things they just dreamed about doing. I look at it as like, I'm doing things that they're not willing to do to get where I want to go. I'm willing to eat shit. I'm willing to embrace the suck. I'm willing to do things that I think people sometimes think are above their pay grade and that they would never do. I'm willing to deliver to one person or a million people. I don't give a shit. And I try to give them the same experience no matter what. So I do share the belief that high achievers are not always smarter, more talented they're just willing to do the things that everybody else isn't willing to do. They're willing to put in the work. They're willing to be in the shit. They're willing to do the the little tasks that people would look at as not important or they're too big for that or that's a waste of their time, effort, energy, and I'm not above anything. I think if 2020 has taught me anything, um, it's to A, be humble and know if this is what you got to do to get through the mess, this is what you have to do. And I'm not opposed to that. I've said it before, like, yeah, I'm very lucky to be able to do this and we have the reach we do and we can weather, you know, these storms and this nonsense and they can pift and shift. excuse me, like pivot and shift. But if I had to go lay sod to make money, I'd go do it. Like, swallow your pride, dude. Do what you have to do to get where you want to go. If that's a side hustle or a passion project, or if you want to leave your corporate job you fucking hate, if you gotta take a pay cut or you gotta take a secondary job to make your dream happen, then do it. Like, you just got to push through the pain sometimes. You got to be willing to be uncomfortable, which I'll touch on in a little bit here. Next one, focus on behaviors more than outcomes. You can control behaviors by disciplining yourself to enforce the new habits that will almost always assure yourself of getting the outcome you want. Focus on behaviors more than the outcomes. We talk about this in our home all the time. I'm not so concerned about the parade and the party and the celebration or the, you know, the goal being accomplished. I want to know the process to get there. That's what I care about, and that's what I focus on. Because when you can control that by disciplining yourself with your daily habits, rituals, and routines, you're going to assure the outcome you want. But most people do the reverse of it, and I think that's where most people fuck up. Oh, hang it I'm not, I'm not, don't take this person. I'm not judging anybody. But if you spend your day on realtor.com looking at fucking dream homes, but you haven't laid out a plan to get there, the daily disciplines are going to allow you to save the money. How are you buying the dream house? If you're just looking at, you know, oh, here's all the places I want to go. Here's all the things I want to do. If you can't control the behaviors of the daily habits, how are you going to get the outcome of traveling the world or buying the dream home or having the dopest car you've ever wanted? Whatever your thing is. Or if you're really trying to lose 100 pounds, but you just keep saying it, Don't keep picturing yourself just with 100 pounds of weight loss. That's great to picture, but picture yourself losing two pounds, then four pounds, then six pounds, and lay out a plan of how you're going to do that and start to drill down and understand you need the self-discipline or with a coach and accountability and yourself to create these new habits to ensure the outcome that you want. That's what I'm concerned with doing, and that's what I try to do with everything in life. I don't just sit and look hey, this is what I want to do. I can establish that. And I've said to my wife, we're going to pay off our house by this day, I'm going to buy the fucking building my gym is in the next time we move. How do I do that? I, I didn't maybe know it exactly. But I'm like, I know if I'm diligent here, and I work this and I save that and I invest in that this is going to take me to here. And again, the timelines might not match up because you know, what is the what is the old like parable, right? Like we all make a plan, um, and then God laughs or something like that. Like, you know, you have a plan, and then life happens, right? Or Like Mike Tyson, everybody has a plan until you get punched in the face. That's basically what happens to all of us. But the point I'm driving at is stop focusing on just the, the top of the mountain. And when you're there, just focus on every step going up the mountain. And eventually, if you do that right and you have the discipline to keep your feet moving, you'll be at the top of the mountain, And you'll get there. And a lot of us really just focus on the end goal, but not the process to be there. Yes, we all want to look like Brad Pitt from Troy. Yes, we all want to be fucking Beyonce. But how do we get there? We eat right. We train hard. We get sleep on Monday, then on Tuesday, then on Wednesday. We're not just thinking 19 steps down the road. So just look nine inches in front of your face before you're 19 miles down the highway. Next one. Learn by doing not by talking about it if you want to get good at public speaking you got to speak want to get good at writing you got to write you want to be a better salesperson you got to get in front of more people and sell um i have lady here stacy dill she lost like 80 90 pounds with us something crazy i don't know and she's been here for a long time super cool uh we've done a lot of projects together on some you know professional level too and she's been here. And she would come to me and say, you know, Jeremy, I want to be a better hiker. I'm like, you got to hike, dude. Like, you want to get better at hiking? Go hike. It's the most simplistic thing ever. You know, you know, you want to get good at pull-ups? Do more pull-ups. I know there's a process for some people who can't quite pull themselves up. And we joke in the fitness world. Uh, we would joke with my buddy Ben and I. I need to get Ben on the podcast. I'm going to put him a text. He needs to get his ass up on here. Um, but we're talking... And he's like, well, how would you teach a pull-up? I'm like, well, you grab the bar and you fucking pull yourself up. Now, that's that's me being an asshole as a coaching cue, but it's kind of true. You grab the bar and you pull yourself up. You work on doing rowing and pulling patterns if you want to be better at that. You learn by doing, not just talking about it. Well, how do you get better at podcasting? You just keep doing it. And there's sometimes where my brain is on and I'm like, man, that was really good. And there's sometimes where my brain is shit and I'm like, that wasn't great. So I try to learn from the experiences, but I can't just talk about it. I actually have to record it and do it. And it's the same thing here with interviewing guests, the same thing here with coaching clients. Do you want to be a better fitness professional? Coach humans. Coach people across the board from 70 years old to seven years old, if that's what you want to do. How do you become a better nutrition coach? Coach people on nutrition. Learn the behavior patterns. Learn what their triggers are. Learn how to speak to people. Like, we learn by doing, not just talking about it. And that's where a lot of people get confused. And fitness is the same way. You want to be fitter? Do what fitness people do. You want to be better at working out? Work out more efficiently, learn, take your time, do mobility, get stronger, improve your aerobic capacity. And I understand it's tough. The first couple of weeks of doing anything outside of your comfort zone are always the hardest. The first time you're doing anything you're not good at is probably going to be the hardest. Nobody gets skits on the piano and sounds like Beethoven. Nobody picks up a basketball and is Kobe. Like we just don't. But the discipline that you put on yourself to get through that that's going to be the game changer you have to discipline yourself to get through that initial discomfort and that sucking phase to be able to stay the course for me personally when I started doing this uh, public speaking and talking on camera to humans was like pulling fucking teeth now it's one of my most favorite things to do and you guys listening to me, obviously, I talk to you like I'm talking to somebody in a bar. And even for me, that's a lot because, well, A, I don't go to bars. Uh, and two, I would never talk to random strangers at bars. It's not how I roll. Uh, I actually speak very little in my personal life. And that's why. For me, the first time I was on live TV was terrifying. The first time I went to speak to Bernie's people, I think it was at Fidelity. I was terrified. And now it's one of my most favorite things to do because I don't talk about things I don't know about, but I have this confidence because I've done it thousands of times. We've done the podcast now, what? Is it like 400 episodes? Something crazy. So I'm okay with speaking on camera. I'm okay with speaking to people in a live audience. I'm okay with speaking to people in person. But it was uncomfortable at first Now I was terrible at it Now I was awful and I'm still not great. I'm always trying to improve and be better. But what you have to understand is you learn by doing, not just talking about it. And that's where most people struggle. And you're not going to be good at first, you shouldn't be. It takes time to see if you have a passion for it, if you have a talent for it, and if you really want to invest the time and work on it. Next one, business is like fitness. I believe everything is like fitness. We David Jack and I, Would joke. I need to get David Jack on the podcast too. Sorry, guys. I'm making notes here. There's so many people I need to get on here. This year has just fucked up my whole podcasting schedule because I love these people and they're amazing humans and I think they're going to help your life. And I think I want to give them access to this platform so they can reach all of you too. But I think everything is fitness. And and DJ and I will joke a lot, you know, everything is fitness and everything is not fitness. And I know that doesn't make any sense, but in our gorilla brains, they do. Because when I say, Your marriage is like fitness. Your business is like fitness. Um, Your eating habits are like fitness. Like, there is no magic pill, and results don't come overnight. You have to focus on the process, and you'll get there, and you'll enjoy the journey. Think about that. Business is like fitness. There's no magic pill to get the results you want overnight in business. You have to focus on the process, and you have to enjoy the journey if you're gonna be successful. I think if you think of your marriage the same way, there's no magic pill and result to make the greatest marriage, the most successful partnership ever happen overnight. You have to focus on the process. And you have to enjoy the journey every single day. And then you'll be successful. That goes for everything in life. And fitness is the same. You can't get shred overnight. You can't get, you know, super lean. You can't get super jacked overnight. But if you focus on the process every day, and you enjoy parts of it, you'll get there. You won't quit. Like anything, it'll be tough up front. But if you focus on it consistently over time, you'll be there. And that's the beauty of everything. Everything in life worthwhile takes effort. And there isn't a magic pill. And I'm glad there isn't. uh, Because it's what separates the winners from the losers. uh, The A players from the B players. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like the world needs B, C, and D players. But it, it also needs A players too. And you get to decide which one you want to be. In what area of your life. And so it's all fitness, and it's all not fitness, but there isn't a magic pill, and it's not going to happen instantly. You have to really just consistently bang on a craft to be good at it. Next one, the people that I have enjoyed watching achieve tremendous growth have all stepped out of their comfort zone to get there. Every single one of my friends, every single one of my colleagues, Every single person that I know on this planet has went through a ton of shit and done things initially that they weren't great at and they didn't want to do to get where they want to go. And there's not a single one where that didn't happen. Not one. Not one that I can think of. Not one that I respect. Not one that's I would call a peer. And not one that I would, I would call a friend. All of them have had to go through a lot of shit. And have had uncomfortable conversations. Uh, uncomfortable experiences they've taken huge losses uh, they've just they've done a lot of crap that was not comfortable. I've had those conversations with friends of mine I've had those conversations with uh, business partners I've had them all across the board but those are the people I've enjoyed see have tremendous growth that I'm proud to call friends I'm proud to call colleagues that would be you know happy to refer people to as like hey this is a good person. Yeah, they might be able to help you get fit and get lean and they'll take care of you and they, but they're a good human. And they did that by being uncomfortable as fuck at times. And that's where the real growth happens. And that's the the coolest thing to watch in this kind of entrepreneurial life is see people really grow. Same thing for clients here. Watching clients step out of their comfort zone, doing new movements, pushing their boundaries, changing the way they eat, the way they drink, the way they think. Those are the ones that make huge changes that inspire so many other people. It's not inspiring for me to share my stuff on Instagram. Like, I should be ripped. I'm a fitness person. But to share somebody here lose 100 pounds, it's pretty fucking cool. To share somebody here who's got three kids, who's busy, who dropped two dress sizes, that's pretty cool. Like, that's inspiring. That only happens when you're willing to listen and understand what you suck at, what you're not good at, and come out of your comfort zone. Next one. And the last one I'll leave you guys with before I got to get my work in and get home. It has never changed and it never will. You can't help people until they want to help themselves. This goes for everything in life and it will never change. And this is, this is the fundamental truth of life. You cannot help people until they truly want to help themselves. And they can give you all the lip service all day. We've talked about this before. You can talk about it or you can be about it. You can just run your mouth or you can take action. But you cannot help somebody if they don't want to help themselves. This is true for fitness. One of the most frustrating things for fitness professionals is people say they want to be fit and healthy. But until they really get to that fucking point and really figure out why they want to do it and need to do it, there's nothing you can do for them at all. You can just be an ear to listen and you can be there, you know, as an accountability partner to show up. But until they really want to make a change, you can't do that. I've seen this. If you got parents out there who are a certain way, you can't help them unless they want to help themselves. I hate to be the person to tell you that. Uh, I'm sure it's the same for you kids, probably. Um, I'm not a parent, so I'm not going to speak on it. But if people don't want to do it for themselves, you can't want it more than they can want it. If you're married and you you want to get your partner to eat better, and stop drinking, and take better care of their health, and be a better mom, or be a better dad, or just be a better spouse, you know, be more whatever you need them to be. You can't want it more than they want it. You just can't. And there's nothing you can do. You can't wish for it. You can't work for it for them. They have to be willing to have an open mind uh, and an open heart and be willing to go through the struggle and be uncomfortable to make the changes they need to to make your marriage work, or, you know, raise your kids better, whatever your thing is. Um, I see it here with people and fitness and it parallels everything in life I've ever seen. You just can't want other people's success more than they want it. And that goes for anybody and everything. All you can do is give them the best advice. You can show up, um, but you can't You can't do anything for them unless they really want to make a change. So hopefully you guys enjoyed those. Just a few thoughts uh, on Success heading into 2020. And I hope you guys have a an awesome Christmas. I will send out uh, some emails next week about a lot of these things. If you guys are not in our newsletter, obviously feel free to hit me up. I send out at least three emails a week every single week. Uh, I have done that for I think like 11 or 12 years at this point. So just more free stuff for you guys. Again, if you guys are watching on YouTube, thank you guys for watching as always. Again, if you guys are not subscribed over there, head over there. We're filming a ton of stuff and loading things up constantly and consistently. Uh, Like I said, I'll get Heather on the podcast here on Saturday as well. So her and I will just kind of, you know, do our our own thing and share as much stuff with you guys. If there's anything specific you guys want to hear, obviously feel free to hit me up. I'm happy to record it if I can speak on it with any intelligence whatsoever. If you happen to be on iTunes right now, stop. Don't be a lazy ass. Drop us a five-star. Leave a comment. I truly would appreciate it. And share this with a friend or family member who you think it can help, as long as they can handle my crazy rants in between. I think it can do a lot of good for them. And again, reminder, this podcast is brought to you by my homies at Athletic Greens. If you guys want a free year supply of vitamin D3 and five free travel packs, the link is athleticgreens.com slash Jeremy Scott, or I can send it to you directly. And if you really want to try the greens, I'll have Monica send you a pack right to your front door. You can try it 100% on us. The same thing for the Beam CBD, the Dream product, specifically which I take. You guys can get three free nights for free on me, and you can always save 20% on the Beam site by just entering code Jeremy Scott. I'm happy to share all those links with you guys. I'm happy to share our whole supplement guide with you and any other free opt-ins we have. we got a ton of stuff, so if you guys got a question, just ask it. Uh, I'm an open book. If you can't tell, I'm happy to share any and everything I can and make your life a little bit easier, especially in this 2020 dumpster fire we are just plowing through here almost into 2021 to uh you know better times most definitely for sure i'm uh i'm all on that train and hopefully you guys are all along with me so uh we appreciate you guys have an amazing christmas eve have an amazing christmas day um if you can be active, obviously be active. And uh, I just thank you guys. I really do. 2020 has been uh, strange for all of us. I'm sure Heather and I will share a lot of these same sentiments, uh, you know, on Saturday. But I want to say thanks here um, in case we get wrapped up in our own shit. But uh, I appreciate you guys for listening. It means a lot, the fact that we're in, you know, over 70 countries and we've done 120-some episodes this year. Pretty crazy. So we appreciate you, and especially and Christmas, Christmas Eve. Eat well. I mean, eat what you want. It's fine. But train hard if you can train. Uh, be nice to people. And please, you guys, keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I will talk to you guys soon. Peace.